Hello, everybody. My name is Tracy Ryan, and this is our podcast, Saving Sophie. I am joined today by my beautiful daughter, Sophie, who is my number one inspiration in life. Sophie, can you say hi to everybody? Hi! (laughs) So this is Giving Tuesday, and we are very excited to share all the many things that we are so grateful for. My daughter being the number one thing in my life that I am absolutely the most grateful for. But there are a lot of other things that we want to cover. First of all, medical cannabis is going to be the biggest focus of this show. Medical cannabis is what has helped my little girl on her very long journey after being diagnosed with a brain tumor at eight and a half months old. Sophie just got off of chemo after six long years of treatment on October 23rd. What what did you sing, Sophie? No more, no more chemo. Therapy. Yay! <laughs> and if you could see our little girl right now, she has a head full of hair. She's super chubby and delicious and has had what most would consider a much easier journey through this otherwise very, very difficult, difficult time since she was a baby. And the reason being is because of cannabis. So today is Giving Tuesday, and we want to talk about the things that we are most grateful for, other than my incredible daughter, Sophie who is the number one inspiration in my life, and also my husband, who has been on this very, very long journey with us. But it is Ricky Lake who brought us this incredible, incredible plant over six years ago. And Ricky brought not only the plant to us, but the education behind it, where otherwise this information has been very stifled over the years. Most of you may not know, but this plant has been demonized for over 70 years now. And before that, for thousands and thousands of years, it was used as a medicine. There's also been clinical research going on for decades, much of which has been somewhat hidden from the public. We are now really starting to understand the magical benefits of this plant. And I have been able to watch it firsthand in my beautiful, beautiful little girl and also the tens of thousands of other patients that we've been able to work with through my brands, Kids and SavingSophie.org, which is our 501c3 charity. Ricky and her partner, Abby Epstein, brought us this information about cannabis all those years ago. And at nine months old, my daughter Sophie took her first dose of cannabis, and yes, there was THC in it, on camera for the documentary called Weed the People that you can now watch on Netflix that followed our lives for six years. You also get to see four other families, all of which are have children with cancer, and you get to watch our journeys unfold using this plant to not only quell the side effects of chemotherapy, but in many situations, shrink the tumors. And I can say that safely and comfortably because we have research going on ourselves right now. This brings me to my second person on my grateful list, and that is Dr. Anahi Jewett from UCLA, who you're going to hear from a little bit later in this podcast. She's being interviewed by Maria Menounos, and you'll get to really start to wrap your head around what we're seeing medical cannabis do to the human immune system. Dr. Jewett's field of study is natural killer cells. She is the world leader in this arena. She's been studying cancer using natural killer cells for over 30 years and has been published over 150 times to the top medical journals in the world. She now has Sophie's brain tumor growing in not just regular mice, but humanized mice. No, they don't have human heads, but they do pump human blood, which means their immune systems and their blood-brain barriers are the same as ours, which means that it's like working with a tiny little human model. And because of Sophie having to have a brain tumor surgery last year, unfortunately, it has led us to understand not only why Sophie has this tumor, but we believe we know how to get rid of it now. So you'll get to hear a little bit more about all of that later on. And now I'd like to move to my number three most grateful. And these are in 
random order. These people are all incredible and amazing. They have all touched my heart and my family's lives in so many ways. But a big thank you to Maria Menunos, who originally brought me onto her show earlier this year and then just had Dr. Jewett back. Again, you're going to hear from them a little bit later. Maria had her own journey with a brain tumor, and her mom is a four-year survivor of a brain tumor called a glioblastoma. These tumors normally come with a 9- to 12-month life expectancy rate, but Maria has done incredible things to help her mother, including using cannabis, as one of the things in her tool belt. She has been a great advocate for this plant and just cancer in general. She has a wonderful podcast herself where she brings on some top people in the field of medicine and holistic approaches and just mind-body wellness. So a big thank you to her and, and God bless her family. I know her mom's having some challenges right now with this tumor and we're really doing all we can to help her. So we wish them blessings over the new year. Another thank you I'd love to say to Miss Olivia Newton-John, who is one of my childhood and adulthood idols. I grew up watching this woman from her days of Greece and Xanadu and beyond, and she has been fighting breast cancer for 10 solid years. And it's been metastatic, which means it has spread throughout her body. Her husband, Amazon John, who is a brilliant plant medicine uh, scientist, has been traveling back and forth to the Amazon for decades and bringing back medicinal herbs to Olivia to help treat her. He's also been growing, Olivia, her own strains of cannabis and has been using them to help her on her journey. And I just spoke to them the other day and her cancer markers are going down and she's feeling great. And we really hope to have this incredible woman with us for many, many years to come. Montel Williams is also a shining light in this industry. He has been suffering from an MS for a really, really long time, and he takes very, very high doses of medical cannabis to help him get through every day and help him combat this disease. He is a renowned public speaker and, for people from my generation, a very famous talk show host. And he has been on the road nonstop really trying to bring education to the masses so that people can become destigmatized. I always say if everyone could crawl in my brain for five minutes and know what I know and would have seen what I have seen, we wouldn't even be talking about whether or not this plant should be legal or not. It just would be. We have worked with tens of thousands of patients at this point all around the world, focusing with our oils that we have in our, our line called Canakids and patients here in California and working with patients of all ages that are battling everything from cancer, autism, epilepsy, Crohn's disease, fibromyalgia, PTSD, and war vets. I'm watching these guys get off 25 or more medications a day and actually get some sort of life back when otherwise they've just been traumatized by the horrible things that they've encountered fighting for us and our freedoms. There's a long, long list of things that we have watched this plant be super beneficial from, and we're really excited to be bringing our findings in cancer specifically to light later this year. We have in our research, which I just previously mentioned, already filed three patents with many more coming. We've got seven papers that now need to be published. We have 18 patients now enrolled in all varying stages of cancer diseases, and we're going to be excited to bring a few of those on the show as well so that you can hear firsthand from these cancer patients what their journey has been like. I also want to give a shout out to some of the press that has been so supportive over the years to us, whereas otherwise giving cannabis to children would be very taboo. These people have really opened their hearts to us, and some of which opened their hearts a very, very long time ago, National Geographic being one of them. 
National Geographic has been following our family for over five years now through photojournalism. A big shout out to Lynn Johnson out there who has become like family to us. She is going to be bringing a, a gallery show to Los Angeles, I believe, pretty soon. All photographs of my family over the years in the incredible journey that we've been on. And she's been there with us every step of the way. I also want to thank High Times Magazine, who just honored me for being one of the top female 50 in the cannabis industry. It was a huge honor and an incredible event. And these people have shown us so much support over the years by writing about our family and our story, whereas otherwise you wouldn't expect something like that from High Times. I, I remember sneaking those magazines when I was in high school and to be uh, to be in the same room of these pe- as these people now is really is quite an honor. Netflix has been extremely supportive of the cannabis industry as well, along with our documentary, Weed, The People, that came out earlier this year in April. So thank you, Netflix, for wrapping your arms around this plant and not being afraid to bring these types of um, television shows to people so that they can see that this isn't just a stoner drug. It can actually be used in food for cooking. It can be used for a mom who's stressed out, who maybe just needs a little bit of re- relaxation in their lives. It can be used for people who can't sleep at night and and who suffer from a, a number of ailments and issues. And Netflix is really starting to shine a light on all of that, where a lot of the other networks are having a little bit of a harder time really um, introducing this, this to the people at large. But It only takes one door to open, and I think Netflix is swinging it wide open, so thank you for that. I also want to thank UCLA for allowing us to conduct this research where we are studying the blood of patients who consume cannabis, not cannabis itself. Now, there's a reason why we don't have cannabis in the lab yet, and that is because the government still sees this as a Schedule I narcotic. That's right. Cannabis is more harmful than cocaine, according to our government. And I can tell you that is just not the case. (laughs) I have seen people more addicted to caffeine and chocolate than I have to cannabis. And what cannabis can do for us as a wellness supplement alone is absolutely miraculous. But that is what has been stifling our science to date. We're having to go through this rigorous process that I just started not long ago. And it's going after what's called a Schedule One license. And that license will then allow us to bring in federally legal cannabinoids into the lab for further research, research that will benefit all of us, research that is telling us that cannabis actually stimulates our immune system to the point that it's helping us not only combat diseases, but use it as a preventative to keep them from ever happening in the first place. And that's some of the things that we're excited to bring to you on this podcast as these findings are uncovered, as these papers are published, and as we have the freedom to talk about them with you, the public. And you're going to get to hear a little bit about that from Dr. Jewett right now. So Dr. Jewett, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Before we start, I neglected to mention that you are the professor and director of Tumor Immunology Laboratory, and you're also a member of the UCLA Tumor Immunology Subgroup, so that people actually know where you are officially at. Um, And that's where I met you, was at UCLA. So thank you so much. I would love to start with um, natural killer cells, Mm -hmm. because that's what we're here to talk about today. Yes, You've dedicated your life to studying natural killer cells and creating a natural killer cell therapy combined with your probiotic. Yes. Um, Tell us what natural killer cells are and why they're our friends. Okay. 
Um, I'm not sure if you want me to talk about my background because that yes. actually will give you uh, more insight as to um, why I started you know, working with natural killer cells. So I've um, been in the field for greater than 30 years. Uh, and um, my line of work, of course, is tumor immunology. So we study how immune system deals with cancer and how we can improve uh, the um, you know, function of different kinds of immune cells. Uh, so when I started my career, um, I knew that I wanted to work with this very specific cell called natural killer cells. Um, I didn't understand at that point. I didn't know. Uh, of course, you know, we knew what these cells were and what they were doing at that point. But the knowledge base was not that uh, developed at that, at, that, at that point. So I had, you know, a lot of opportunities to actually start learning more about the cells. As I, you know, developed uh, my projects in natural killer cells, I found out that actually these cells are incredibly important because, first of all, what they are doing, they're targeting the seeds of the cancer. No cell, even T cells or B cells or any other types of cells that we have would be able to target these cells. And NKs are the only one that they do it. Um, and, and that actually opened up the field significantly because now we know that NKs work with T cells in a different way. You know, they are not, they are not backup for the T cells. They're actually, uh, T cells may be backup for the NK cells. What are the T cells doing? Okay. So, well, T cells, you know, there's huge amount of work that has been done in the field uh, on T cells because first of all, it's very easy to get T cells. You know, if we look at the peripheral blood, and we look at lymphocytes, which are the cells that contain NK cells and T cells and B cells, uh, we'll see that 70% of our lymphocytes are T cells. So there's huge numbers that one can work with. And so it's easy to work with. And more people uh, went to that field because of the ease of use. Mm -hmm. um, but do T cells combat cancer? Yes, definitely they and do. And so what's the difference between the NK cells and the T cells? Okay. So... Um, um, I'm, I'm trying to come up with something very simple yes. because, you know, I, <laughs> please, <laughs> because I actually uh, teach this in a, in a whole course, mm -hmm. uh, you know. Um, so basically, T cells can recognize tumors in a very specific way. And K cells do not recognize tumors in a specific way. They recognize cancer stem cells. But T cells can look at a tumor cell and say, well, this is a malignant cell. This is a transformed cell, so I have to get rid of it. On this Giving Tuesday, we'd really love for you to consider our charity as one of the charities that you donate to. You can do so by going to www.savingsophie, that's S-O-P-H-I-E, dot org. A hundred percent of these funds are going to be going to Dr. Jewett and her groundbreaking research in the field of cancer. We're not talking just about adult cancer or pediatric cancer. We're talking about both. And we're talking about all cancers, especially those in children, because right now only 3.8 percent of all government funding is going to pediatric cancer research. And there have only been four new drugs brought to market in 40 years. Think about that for a second. We didn't have cell phones 40 years ago. So please consider opening your wallets today for SavingSophie.org and help us end the suffering. So in a sense, they actually target differentiated cells because 
differentiated cells have something on the surface called MHCs or major histocompatibility complexes. And, and peptides, uh, which are small proteins basically, uh, parts of the protein, gets expressed in the surface of these MHCs and then it activates our, our T cells. And the T cell can say, okay, well, this is not self and this is self. This is changed self, so we need to get rid of it. So in a sense, T cells will, will kill the differentiated cells, whereas NK cells kill the undifferentiated cells. You know, and undifferentiated cells are a lot more aggressive than differentiated cells mm. because differentiated cells actually don't grow as fast and, um, and, and chemo can kill the differentiated cells. So it's like the Marines and the Army. They're all working together to kill the enemy. That's right. Okay. That's right. <laughs> but, the That's NK cells, but the NK cells are like the Navy SEALs, actually, because they're the ones going in for the real bad guys. That's right. Okay. That's right. I like that. So right. you decided you were going to go into this field mm-hmm. that no one had really... No one was going into it because it was a little more difficult. It was uncharted waters. Yeah, well, there, there were other people besides me, you know, but uh, uh, they were looking at NK cells in a different way. You know, I, I, I was more interested in the tumor aspect of it, whereas, you know, lots of other people are studying how, what the biology of NK cells are. They're not so much interested in how NKs inter- interact with tumor cells. So when I uh, started working in tumor immunology, there were a handful of people that were studying cancer. But now we have significant numbers of people that are coming into the field. This is the part of the podcast that gets a little bit difficult because I want to now tell you about my friend Julian Marley, who is the son of legendary musician Bob Marley. Julian and his family were brought to us earlier this year after his daughter was diagnosed with a very aggressive brain tumor. Kaveri was only 11 years old and just the most beautiful little girl you could possibly imagine. Julian and his family could not find good quality cannabis in Florida. If the Marleys can't find good quality cannabis, what does that mean for us mere mortals here (laughs) living on this planet? And Julian brought his entire family out here to Los Angeles to meet with my family so that we could introduce him to our Candy Kids products, which is a a line of of oils that we have here in California that we've been using for the last six years to work with patients like Kaveri who are suffering from these diseases that don't have cures. I was very, very grateful to have the honor to spend quite a bit of time with this family who really jumped into my heart. And, and took hold. They are the most loving and giving people and have been fighting for legalization for literally decades. Unfortunately, Kaveri got to us too late, and she succumbed to this brain tumor just a few weeks later. My husband and I both were there through some very, very challenging situations that happened with the family when all of this was transpiring. And despite it all, Julian wanted to keep fighting for his daughter, even when it just appeared to be so bleak. And he was able to procure some of Kaveri's fluid from her brain, which he graciously gave us to study in hopes that we would be able to do something to save her life. Unfortunately, science does not move fast enough. Medical cannabis is still a Schedule I narcotic, making research extremely hard. 
And within two weeks of us meeting the Marley family, Kaveri was no longer with us. Blessings to the family during the holiday seasons. This is going to be the first time they've been without their little girl, which makes me want to fight even harder. And it makes them want to fight even harder. And Julie and his family have now linked arms with me and have decided to not only be public about what has happened with their daughter and the tragedy that they endured, but to raise up this information as to the highest of the mountaintops and screaming as loud as they can that medical cannabis is beneficial for children and for cancer. And it is because of my daughter and it is because of Kaveri and it is because of having Kids and Saving Sophie that is bringing these types of people our way that we can help that we have now made discoveries for brain cancer that we feel could save millions, eventually billions, and eventually trillions of lives over the decades to come. I'm grateful for you, Julian. I'm grateful for your family. I'm grateful for everything that you have done for the people that have been suffering from incarceration for this plant and trying to legalize it and trying to set them free and also by helping educate all the people in the world that this plant is safe and effective and when used properly can be an incredible, incredible medicine for us all to benefit from. There's a lot of press out there that I've mentioned have been very supportive of us in our journey. And KTLA here in Los Angeles is one of them. They're an incredible news station that came into our offices and did a wonderful piece, not only on my daughter, but a few of our other patients. And I want you to see firsthand what these children have not only gone through, but what cannabis has done from, for them out of their own mouths. So with that, I'm going to play you a little clip from that taping. We have uh, an oil line for cancer, for epilepsy, for pain, for sleep, for autism. Canna Kids continues to cultivate success stories of astonishing recovery. From Casey's first dose, after being bedridden for six days, and within 20 minutes, she was up, she was eating, she was playing. We provide a nurse to guide these patients how to use cannabis in a safe and effective way. The CannaKids mission to help others was ignited by CEO Tracy Ryan's own experience after her daughter was diagnosed with an inoperable brain tumor at just eight and a half months old. She actually started chemotherapy at the age of one. We had had people come to my husband and I and they had told us use cannabis oil. We thought they were stoned out of their minds recommending that we give weed to an infant. The cannabis oil has really helped to shrink a tumor that otherwise would be very, very difficult to treat. The cannabis oil versus a joint and smoking and getting high, it's completely different. Three days after putting him on the oil, the fevers went away. Three months, we come into the office and now this, he's supposed to be dead. There is no tumor, there's no cancer in any part of his body. You know, the people that are against it, it's hard pressed unless you have a reason for its use. We are on our first Giving Tuesday, and Sophie and I strolled over to Coast today over at iHeartRadio, and we were invited to be on Ellen Kay's radio show, which was a huge, exciting moment for Sophie and I. I'd like for you to hear a little bit about what we talked about. Tracy Ryan is in studio with us with Sophie. Tracy, welcome so much. You are our feel-good 
Thank you. It's so nice to be here today. Well, we're so happy to have you. Now, you are um, the founder of SavingSophie.org, and Sophie's here with us. Sophie, you're seven years old? Yes. And Sophie, we understand that you are a hero, and your mommy is too. Yeah, so your mommy's done some special things. And every time when she doesn't feel good, I take care of her. And I'm her mother, and she's my baby, and she's my daughter, and I'm her mommy. Oh, <laughs> Sophie, She takes very good care of me. That's yeah. amazing. Well, you're you're very, very blessed to and have I each other. I share my wire and chat and hand sanitizer with her. Aww. I share everything with my parents. Yeah. Well, your mom's a very special lady, and she's done some really great things that are that are really getting very, very well known around the world. Well, thank you. Yes, she's a very special woman. And Tracy, we're honored to have you here. Tell us about Sophie. So Sophie was born with a brain tumor. She was diagnosed at eight and a half months old. And we got very lucky because through a chain of events on social media, we were connected with Ricky Lake from film and television. And she brought medical cannabis into our lives. Uh So at nine months old, Sophie took her first dose of cannabis on camera for the documentary Weed the People, which Uh is now on Netflix. And we have been using medical cannabis for seven years now, very successfully on Sophie. We've worked with tens of thousands of people through our brand called Canna Kids. And Saving Sophie Foundation is now raising money for clinical research that Sophie's involved in, where we're working to figure out how to cure her and many other patients like her. Oh, my gosh. Amazing. And then you also are the CEO of Canna Kids. So you're helping other kids around, really, around the world. Absolutely. And the thing is, is it's not just for children. It's really for patients of all ages. Mm -hmm. So we're seeing miraculous occurrences in patients from as young as four months old to as old as 97 years old and beyond. So it's really exciting. Well, who knew that something so healing would come from such a natural source? And the cannabis oil. I know. You know, I always say this is a plant that God put on this earth, and I feel it's for a very special reason. And as we have learned more about the science, and as we have seen the research evolve, I believe that more and more every day, our body is actually hardwired to receive this medicine. We make our own what's called endocannabinoids that identically match cannabinoids from the cannabis plant. So when we have a deficiency in that system, cannabinoids can help supplement that deficiency and autocorrect a lot of ailments and illnesses that we have. And this is something science could, couldn't do. Exactly. Well, this plant has been demonized for so long, yeah. which is the biggest issue. I mean, it's been over 70 years now since people have been able to use this plant. And in the 30s, when it was criminalized, the American Medical Association actually came out and, and warned the politicians against, against this because they had all these ailments and illnesses that they didn't have medicines for. Well, Tracy, we want to know more about you so we can go to SavingSophie.org, also Canna Kids. Correct. Um, Canakids.org. Dot, dot Correct. Or Canakids.org. He's listening. He's yeah, listening. he's listening. Yeah. He's up at the North Pole. And Sophie, we promised treasures. We're going to find <gasps> you treasures right <gasps> now. <laughs> okay, you can surprise me. You are going to surprise you. <laughs> Thank you so much for both coming in. Thanks, thanks for bringing awareness, yeah, too. Yeah, thanks for having us. It's really important that people start to educate themselves on this plant because I always say if everyone could jump in my head for five minutes and know what I know and see what I've seen, we wouldn't be having these conversations about whether or not we should legalize. It would just be legal. Nice. Well, you know what? Maybe this is a step in that direction. I hope hopefully. so. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> All right. So when people see Sophie come on stage with me and they see this wonderful, beautiful, little vibrant girl who's got this head full of hair 
and these chubby rosy cheeks. And they began to learn that at seven years old, six over six years of that was spent being pumped full of toxins. And they see how exciting she is, excited she is to be there and how happy she is and how energetic she is. It really does. It really is. It's a true testament to what this plant can do for children and adults alike. And every time we close our talk, Sophie likes to do the Pledge of Allegiance for everyone. So she makes them all stand up and put their hands over their heart. So everybody at home listening, please stand up, put your hand over your heart, and Sophie's going to do the Pledge of Allegiance for us. Okay. Go for it, babe. I pledge allegiance to the flag in the United States of America. What else? Republic, which is down, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty to the all. Have a seat, guys. Yay. Good job, Sophie. Thank you. You're welcome. You want to say bye-bye to everybody? and, and Bye. And say, give on Giving Tuesday. I to mall Yes, we are, I'm going to have to take you shopping, kid. I, I know. i gotta, I got to break out the wallet today. Bye-bye. Giving Tuesday. Don't forget to give. Don't forget to give and open up your wallets and your hearts. That's And please, nice. please be bo- good boys and good girls. And last but certainly not least, a massive thank you to Ellen K and Coast. We are so honored to have Ellen supporting us on this Giving Tuesday. She has been doing this incredible show at Children's Hospital Los Angeles where Sophie has been treated for the last six years. And we just want to give her a heartfelt thank you, not only for just supporting this mission that can otherwise sometimes be a little turbulent when you're talking about giving cannabis to children, but also for really asking people out there to open their wallets and open their hearts and support those who can't quite support themselves. And if you guys have any other suggestions that you want us to consider, other people to bring on the show, topics to cover, things that you want to learn more about, there is more information than I'm ever going to be able to cover in these eight podcasts that they're saying they're going to let me do. We'll see if I get to pull a few more out of my hat. But send in your information. Don't forget to comment and, and send us your recommendations. And we're really looking forward to bringing lots of education, information, and a lot of fun along the way.